This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. The Bears. The Bears. Really? Tony just chimes in quickly. No, 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 no. Wait, no, whoa, no, wait. No, 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 no wait. No, no, no. I'm saying like the Bears. Oh, you're just, oh, you're saying, just saying the Bears. The Bears. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And Chris Ello. I would like to see a day when you are no longer thought of as snarky. All right. <laughs> it's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes, yes, yes. With Plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. coverage of the winter meetings presented by Petter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Poway. Nobody does it better than Petter. Petter probably reads that better than I would, too. Uh, that's uh, Petter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Uh, you don't have your glasses on. I know. I don't have my glasses that on. That was pretty so good, though, for glasses list. It wasn't a bad reading for that. Chrisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., it is Gwynn and Chris, and uh, we've had quite the day so far. I mean, you talk about a uh, who's who, a litany of baseball guests here from the winter meetings. And, uh, of course, Bruce Bochy was on with us a little earlier, just had A.J. Preller, Padres general manager, we had Eric uh, Young Jr., now in a uh, first base coach with the Washington Nationals, Alden Gonzalez from ESPN, and uh, John Morosi from MLB Network. I hope I'm not leaving anybody out because uh, we're coming up on uh, the big, uh, our big fun interview of the day with the newly minted baseball Hall of Famer Fred McGriff. Tony and I had a chance to visit with him yesterday. Of course, uh, he remembered you apparently running around in the locker room when he played with your dad. Back in the uh, the I, early 1990s, as a great San Diego Padres. How, how long is this interview? Because I, I have a quick story I want to uh, share with sure. you guys that I that I heard this today from John Box, my agent or my dad's agent. Yeah. Um, he was telling me that when the trade happened, you know, Fred McGriff wore 19 in Toronto. Okay. And there was some. Was there somebody in San Diego that had some, that number? There was somebody in San Diego that had it. Yeah. And I don't know, word got to my dad that he really wanted the number. And my dad was prepared to give up his number. Wow. Now, his agent, John Boggs, was highly against him giving up his number. He felt like that was part of 
who he was at the time. Remember, this is 92. Right. So uh, Your dad my dad had been in the majors for, for nine, years, nine years wearing the number 19. And uh, my dad really didn't care about the number very much at all. And you guys would know that because he was willing to offer it up to me <laughs> by, the time, <laughs> yeah. by the time he had retired. Right. Uh, he also wore 28 at San Diego State, wore, which people didn't even realize. He, he wore 28 at San Diego. So the story goes, and, and if you know our agent, John Boggs, uh, he, he's a talker. And <laughs> he certainly felt strongly about it. My dad was like, if you feel that strongly about me keeping my number, go talk to Fred. So this is his spring training. He's coming off the field, and uh, he approaches Fred and is like, hey, Fred, please, whatever you do, don't don't take Tony's number. And Fred, I don't even know if Fred even knew what, what he was talking about at the time. He was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah whatever. Okay. Fast forward to, to years later, he's telling this story about it, and Fred McGriff does not remember this <laughs> happening <laughs> oh. at all. And I just thought it was funny that, you know, it, my dad's agent was the one out there, you know, you know, basically campaigning for him to not to take the number. My dad didn't did really care about that number at all. It's an but, interesting story but, because, I mean, how life and the whole right. world's perception would have changed. Changed, right? Had your, I, I, had John Boggs not stepped in and said, no, you're keeping 19. I, That's just got to always be Tony Gwynn. I told John, I was like, you ruined the opportunity for my dad to be the first Kobe Bryant. Like to have maybe two numbers ah, retired. But well. I was just joking. But, <laughs> but ultimately, I, I thought I'd share that with you because it was, it was a story I had never heard until today. No, I hadn't even thought of that. Fred McGriff was on with us yesterday. The newly minted baseball hall of famer i'm sure you'll enjoy joining us here on gwen and chris is an extremely special guest newly elected to the hall of fame fred mcgriff former padre fred it's been a long time since i gotten a chance to see you but congratulations uh, it, it's so well deserved uh, thank you and before we go anywhere just much love you know y- your dad was a special individual and for me have an opportunity to play with him and watch him play, perform every day. It was awesome because one thing for me, I would try different stances uh, at the plate, do different stuff. But my goal was always to just have one spot where I stand in the batter's box all the time, um, just same routine, same practice swings every single – that was my goal. And to watch your dad <laughs> day in and day out. Do the same thing. Do the same <laughs> thing every day. And he's just – Whacking, getting through and three hits a game ain't no big deal, you know. So it's just awesome, man. So um, you know, sorry to hear about your dad, but it's Thank just uh, just awesome because I mean, and I try to tell people because the one thing they should do in baseball is that they should they shouldn't show the batting average on the scoreboard because the guy that's hitting you know two ten two twenty, he's looking at that scoreboard and he sees his average. <laughs> it's like oh boy, so things start getting a little tight. Man, I need a hit right now. I got to get this hit. I'm at 210. I need a hit, okay? And Mr. Tony Gwynn here, when you're hitting 330, yeah. 340, you look at that scoreboard. You're like, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know if I make it out this time, okay, it's 329. No big deal. Okay, no, it's all good. <laughs> so he's loosey-goosey, da-da-da. So if they would take away, um, you know, bat, don't even supposed to show the batting average. Just keep it. You know, to yourself, <laughs> everybody knows what they're hitting before the game starts. I agree. Well, if I they ever put a picture agree. of Fred McGriff on scoreboards now, he's going to be wearing his Hall of Fame jersey, which looks spectacular on you. It looks just like you're the one you wore as a Padre 25, 30 years ago, Fred. I don't think you've gained a pound. Uh, just honestly, you had to wait 
a while to get into the Hall of Fame. Is the wait worth it? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. You know, when it finally hit me yesterday, got the phone call and everything, and it was just awesome because, you know, like I tell I, I lived a dream. Uh, for me to just play one day in the big leagues, yeah. um, I exceeded all <laughs> expectations. I got cut from my high school team. So for me to just play one day and just live out my dream, and then now, you know, you're going to be grip. next to Tony Hall Gwynn. of Famer. You know, Hall of Famer. Yeah. That has, that has a nice little ring to it. <laughs> Sounds good to <laughs> me. So, so, this is, so, so this is just awesome. I just got to enjoy myself, take it all in, and now I can just sit back. Because now imagine um, players know um, who can play, who can't play, and so forth and everything. So for the last, you know, 10, 15, you, you go around and players and they see you and like, Man, Fred, you know, um, you're a player, man. You know, you need to be in the Hall of Fame, dude. Your numbers, man. You, right there, I don't know what's going on. And you just like, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. You know what I mean? So you have to go around. So for the last, you know, 10 years or so, you're like, all right, thanks, thanks, thanks. You know what I mean? And now, so, now, Fred, in that process, you know, 10 to 15 years that you had to wait, um, there have been some new avenues to get in. I mean, as you start to get to the end of of the regular time that you're on the ballot, does does the idea of these committees does that start to kind of come into your mind a little bit? Well, okay, maybe if I don't get in this way, there's still an opportunity. I mean, are are, are you still as hopeful going into a couple of days ago as you had been the previous ten, fifteen years? Uh, I, I think you really don't think at it, think about it like that. I think um, other people they'll, they'll like, you, you know, these are the other reporters and everything. They, they give you a call and like, well, Fred, you know, um, you're not on this ballot, but in a few years <laughs> you have a, a different committee and so forth. And then they tell you like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to have some players on this this other committee. And so because, like I said, players, they know. They know right. who can play, who can't play. Because yeah. even I look at some guys and I tell myself like, um, see, some guys, they walk up to the plate and you have fear. Because you're like, man, hmm. if my pitcher makes a mistake, this dude, you know, going to hit him out the park or whatever. And then you got other guys like, oh, man, that, this dude, you know, he ain't going to do much damage. He he going he gonna to get his hits and so mm-hmm. forth. But you ain't really worried about him so much. And so I think players actually know who can play, who can't play, who who's okay sometimes. Because it, sometimes it's more than just looking at little stats, right. numbers. Right. That really don't tell about uh, – guys sometimes here comes a little funny fred fred mcgriff story that i'm involved in i did a test broadcast of a baseball game when i was in college it was a game in which fred mcgriff hit a grand slam home run at qualcomm stadium (laughs) your second day in a row you hit a grand slam at qualcomm and i still have a tape of my grand slam call of one of your 493 (laughs) home runs your dad tony gwynn senior did my fake pregame interview that day (laughs) and i still have the tape at home so now i have two hall of famers on there i'm pretty excited about that thank you fred for that moment but you know what's great what's great is you go around and um you're a little older now but you get these guys who they grew up playing video games these kids these kids who grown up playing video games right i was one yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and these guys they go around Man, Fred, you was awesome on Sega Genesis, or I, I'm, I'm, I'm making it up. <laughs> no, you're not making it up. You're right on. You're right on. I, I gotta yeah. ask you because as as a as a ten year old kid that got the chance to see you play, 
you know, the first thing that stood out to me was your finish with your swing, the helicopter, as they like to call it. Was that something that you did from the moment you started started playing, or was that something you developed as you got into your career? Uh, I developed it over the years. I kept uh, – I, I was – because with me, and, and I laughed I laughed today in today's game, because um, with me back in the day, um, you wanted to try to stay away from 100 strikeouts. 100 strikeouts was <laughs> the yeah. number. It was, it was like – it was it was a bad badge to have. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It, don't get more than a hundred. <laughs> and so I had to constantly try to change my swing, trying to make more contact, put the ball in play, and so forth. And so over the years, I developed um, swinging down and through the ball. And, and you know, Tony, we can be here, um, Junior. We can be here all night, but um, I don't quite see that nowadays. No. Um, Kids, they don't make adjustments. They, they they keep doing the same thing, and it's like they're waiting for somebody to tell them to do something different. And it's like, dude, don't you see, like, you're hitting 220. Try something different. I don't care. Um, spread mm. out. Close your stands. Hold your, ha- hold your hands high. Hold them down. Try do something, something different. Different, different dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, right, you know what I mean? But they, they, but they won't do it. And, and I just want these kids, like, use com- common sense. Common sense is, is a Amazing thing, right? But common sense tells me they throw the ball in different spots. It's not coming in the same spot no. every time, okay? So you got these kids trying to develop this swing to swing in one spot. Right. I want your swing to be at 22 degrees. Like, dude, okay, if they threw the ball in the same spot, I'll be the first to say, okay, groove your swing to swing right there because that's where the ball is going to be. Right. But it's not the case. The no. ball's a common spot. So – I just want people to just start using common sense. You know, you got some smart individuals out there that are a whole lot smarter than me that can go to MIT and Harvard and Yale and everything else, but they're not just using common sense, and, and, it, and it's killing the game. Guys are striking out 200 times, you know, 160, 170. Some great players are striking out 170, 180 times a year, you know, and yeah. they're just doing the same thing. And, and, and then I laugh because they go around saying, like, yeah, we got to try to find some contact hitters. We got to try to do the whole every, the whole industry doing the same thing. Yeah. So <laughs> you have a hard time finding contact hitters because the whole industry hmm. is predicated on the long up. ball. Yeah. 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 Well yeah. said. Fred McGriff is the uh, newest baseball Hall of Famer. Joins us here on 97.3 The Fan at the uh, baseball winter meetings. Fred, what do you remember about your time in San Diego? And uh, w- was it shocking to you? I mean, the trade that you were a part of that's still talked about around here <laughs> coming over with Tony Fernandez and Joe Carter and Robbie Alomar going the other way? Yeah, it ended up being a huge trade. Yeah, <laughs> lots time. of Hall of Famers. Great players, good people. And, and uh, Tony Fernandez passed away also. Yeah. Yes. He was a great shortstop. He was. And so forth. And Alomar, you know, what can you say? He was a great hitter. And Joe Carter. And so forth. And at the time, uh, it was a huge trade. And uh, I mean, during the winter, and it's probably one of the biggest trades uh, to this day. Just some great. Enjoy your time in San Diego. Oh, oh, without a doubt, we had, a, we had a good team. Yeah, and I was telling unbelievable you, unbelievable reporters. Team. It was sad because uh, teams didn't want to play us. We were, we were a good team uh, with Benito Santiago um, and Gary Sheffield also to go with yeah. Tony. And, we were a good team. We had a, uh, Andy Bennis and Lefferts, and we had good pitchers and so forth, and they just tore it up, man. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's still talked about to this day. I, I got to ask you because I've had the opportunity to, to be at a few of the induction ceremonies. I know one of the things my dad looked forward to most was getting in that room with all the Hall of Famers and just yeah. being able to talk baseball 
What what are you looking forward to most? Are you going to write your speech? Are you going to wing it when you get up there? What, 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 what's what's your thoughts? Well, they told me today I got ten minutes. Okay, so okay. You got to ten minutes. I got, I got ten minutes, so we got to work on that. So then I got uh, six or seven months uh, until July to uh, work on it, and so I'm have to, I think I'm about to go back to the. I gotta play the rules. I gotta go by the script <laughs> and everything. But you know, sometimes like if you if your nerves start kicking in, you start winging it. You know, you start like, okay, <laughs> <I'm going> <laughs> you know, but there's so many people I need. Uh, you know, you want to thank. Yeah. And and ten minutes is tough. Yeah. Ten minutes a lot. Not enough time. Yeah, you can't thank them. So uh, I got to come up with a game plan and try to stick to the uh, script and see how it goes. But see, see, I'm talking noise right now. Yeah, but when it comes July, then all of a sudden it gets, right. gets a little tighter right there. <laughs> well, Fred, congratulations, Fred. Congratulations. This is awesome. Yeah. This is a great, great deal. Thank you for uh, awesome. coming and spending some time with us, and congratulations. No. Look forward to seeing you on that podium. No. Thank you. You do a great job, man. I'm telling you, because usually um, you know, I, I live, I'm living in Tampa, Florida, so usually come um, after the uh, East Coast games are over. Now it's um, 10, 1030, and uh, the Padres are coming on, and so I – Listen to you on air and so forth, and you do a good job. Because now, because the Padres, you know, you, you want to watch them because they got they got they have some talent, good players on the team. Yeah. So now you don't have to go to sleep at ten. You can stay up. You stay up a little bit to uh, listen to them. Fred McGriff, ladies and gentlemen, wow. thank you, Fred. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Great job. That was Fred McGriff, the newly minted Baseball Hall of Famer. He becomes. Uh, one of many Hall of Famers that uh, Tony and I have been lucky to interview over the years, Man. but uh, one of the most gracious ones, the crime dog, 493 career Man. home runs, and he still couldn't get into the Hall of Fame until they got him to another committee, but he finally made it. Sometimes you have to be reminded uh, how lucky you are. I-, I got a text the other day from Jimmy Rollins just reminding me how lucky we are to have shared the field with as many guys. It was a clip of a bunch of different, really, Hall of Famers that either he got a chance to play against or I got a chance to play against. And, man, I saw some really – shoot me, that's all. I shared the field with some really, really, really special baseball players. players, Fred McGriff was a little bit before my time, but I got a chance to maybe not share the field, but I got to see it as close as you possibly can without sharing the field. I got to be in the same room with Johnny Bench, who was in his uniform. Chris and I did. That was the most exciting. <laughs> that, that was, was the, amazing. That was the second <laughs> highlight of being in Cooper's I'll tell you what, we couldn't time. ask for a, a better beginning to the show, being able to go out to the Hall of Fame. I mean, we were, like, we were like two months in, and they're like, hey, we're sending you guys to New York. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> I mean, they really <laughs> did set the bar real high. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I think we went, we went Hall of Fame winter meetings in Vegas yeah. in the same – same, yes. same same time yes. frame. Yeah, now we're, lucky, the now we're lucky if they let us do a show in El Centro. <laughs> they're like, hey, we got a closet over here that you guys can do a show from. Yeah. Well, we're a little better than a closet today. Coming to you from the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Baseball's winter meetings. Gwyn and Chris. Coverage continues next after a check of traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Didn't know if my mic was on. You know, one of the kind of cool uncool things about this place um it's not it's not uncool it, the, one of the cool things about winter meetings is you get a bunch of of uh of young people that are are trying to find their way in the, in this business whether it be baseball ops whether it be the media side uh whether it be the the clubhouse side and this is the perfect landscape to do it there's no doubt about it by the way Gwen and chris tony Gwen jr chris ello matt scraby 427 on the clock but there is a right and wrong way to, to do it. Um, there is a, a certain level of professionalism that is required when coming here, especially when you're trying to get your foot in the door. And, again, that is from really all sides of the coin here, whether it's in baseball ops with an organization, whether it's trying to be a media member, and maybe you, you catch wind of something and you're able to break a story. That happens all the time here. Uh, but uh, – there is a cautionary tales to this where if it's not done right, you lose the privilege of even being in this building. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just I appreciate I appreciate people who are trying hard like that to come down here and spend all of their day and trying to find different interviews for their for their no uh, doubt. programs or whatever they have podcasts. But you got to keep it. You got to keep it normal. Because when you get weird and you try to force yourself into things, all you do is uh, make those it, those people it, shy I, away I, from I, you. I, and I'll say this from a selfish standpoint: what it does, especially when you're dealing with teams, GMs, baseball ops, yeah, it, it makes it harder for the likes of myself, Chris, you know, the the John Morosis of of the world, because you know, and, and it's a bad experience. Guess what they do? They shut down and. and it, it takes away the opportunity for us to get information for you guys who are listening, um, and that that that's that's not the way we want to do it. You're talking about also. I mean, uh, these guys are walking very freely among the public here. Yeah, uh, and, and as that's you say, the cool part. that's the very cool part. They're giving it themselves, and they're being part of this uh, whole uh, experience uh, at the baseball winter meetings. But yeah, when they're getting tackled from the side <laughs> as they're trying to walk up a walk up an elevator. You know that then then you don't want to walk freely, right? Right. And that, I mean, it, it goes. It speaks to the whole celebrity world of celebrities that we live in. I mean, why do celebrities all have five or six bodyguards? Not necessarily because they grew up dreaming of having five or six bodyguards. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a great. Point. They have them because if they didn't have them, they wouldn't be able to get from point A to point, point B. B. Right. 
And, you know, it also and again, I'm probably just like anybody. If I saw somebody famous, yeah, maybe I want to try to get my picture. But you got to let the people move throughout their lives as well. And we're not very good at doing that necessarily as a society. It also speaks to the just the environment that we are in now. And I'm not talking about here at the yeah. winter meetings. It's in terms social of media. social media, right? It's it's so easy now to really become a household name with uh, the right story being broken. And so, of course, because of that, everybody is going to try to get that one story. And, uh, you know, the, the tough part is it still needs to be done with ethics and professionalism. And, and the ethics part has, Chris and I talk about it all, all the time, it has taken a, a slide in the wrong direction uh, quite often. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it, there are some really good, young uh, bloggers, super, podcasters, super video people that are, are trying to make their way. And, that and they're only, doing that it right. Them, then they're doing it right. I, I, people ask me all the time, what is the, the one thing I need to know about getting in the business and making relationships? And the answer for, for me, at least, is to have a good relationship with that person before you start wanting something from them. Right. And then they're more willing to give you stuff. Make friends with them. Just kind of be a familiar face. And then when you come around and ask questions, they look up, they see your face, and they see a friendly foe. Or right. friendly person. Not, not a, a foe. foe. Yeah. A friendly person. <laughs> Chris, how did you, when you were starting up, you were a, a sports reporter. I mean, what was your kind of... Thing. I mean, he went, came up in the days of, of cold calls. Oh, yeah. You came up in the days of, like, very well, different ways of Yeah, I used things. to ride the train with the old sports writers who had the little <laughs> press pass sticking out of their pocket. Was the circus the in fe- the back of the, the train? Fedora, <laughs> and the fedora. It said press on it. Babe Ruth was in the back carousing <laughs> in, the, uh, in the dining car. Did you ever break into his car and be like, Ruth, tell me where you're going to play next year. Yeah. No, we were a little more careful back then. Yeah. Actually, he would just tell me what he was going to be doing the next year, and I wouldn't report it. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way. Uh, well, that's honestly, how you gain trust, rela- right? Well, that's true. But back in the day, I mean, reporters had such a, and this is obviously before my time, but reporters had such a close relationship with ball players. Right, they have a beer. That it was, yeah, they would drink, they'd be drinking with them after games. and. You know, uh, they 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 would not report stuff. I mean, they, there's not really a lot of. I mean, other than a couple of uh, you know, rumors float around. You don't really know what the entire carousing of world of baseball and athletes was like back in the 50s and the 60s. It wasn't reported until Ball Four, the mo- the book came out by Jim Bouton, that kind of peeled back the curtain on what you know life in the big leagues was really all about. Yeah. No, so no and that was a whole change in culture after that happened now you I mean obviously athletes and you know the media are completely separated when they're out on the road I don't blame games. them either I don't blame athletes for wanting that space because it gets a little uncomfortable no you wouldn't want the reporter for the local paper sitting at the next table no not at all trying to have a not little at dinner. all uh, we were going to talk fantasy football, and basically all you need to know is that Chris ended up being victorious over his wife. Thank he did you not for changing beat that. her. He was victorious over Thank her. Thank you. Uh, Tony, I don't know what you did. I won. I stomped uh, Braden Soprano okay, is what good. I did. So uh-huh. we have one week left. Yeah, it's coming down I, to the wire. I need, I need a win and some help. Um, I think I'm in. No, you you're not in yet. <laughs> I think I'm in. No, you don't have a 100% chance no, of making the playoffs. You I got, got a, over 50 right you're now. You're over 50. 56. You, you play me. If you beat me, you're in. 
if you lose, then you go into the mix with the rest of us in a tiebreaker, and you just have to kind of hope that the tiebreaker falls your way. Let me go ahead. Because right I'm now, I'm looking at the projected the ti- playoff. I'm, I'm a five seed in the projected six. Yeah, you well, are a five seed. There are three teams that are eight and five. Those teams are all in the playoffs. Braden, the coach, and uh, my godson, Connor. And our friend, Greg Ranieri. He's eight and five? Oh, no, sorry. sorry. He is dumb. not No, he's not. That was a dumb comment on me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's three teams, as I said, that are eight and five. There are two teams that are seven and six. Tony's one of those, so he would be in the playoffs. However, there are five more teams that are six and seven. So if any of those five teams win, which includes me and Scraby, they could go into a tie-break scenario at well, seven and seven. Well, the tie-break is head-to-head, I think I got – I got you. I'm not sure if I got you. Well, you have me right now, but I play you this week. So would you have me if I beat you this that week? That is a good question. I don't really um, know either. I don't know either. Do we remember when someone, a certain someone, gave up on the season and now he is hoping for a playoff spot? I mean, he had given up on the season quite a long ago, too. Like week I seven. Have, <laughs> I should have done it before then but, because but ever is, since I gave up is, on the season, this, I've been winning. This is Chris Ello's MO, though. He it gives is. up. And then each team makes a run. It's almost like clockwork, too. It really Sometimes is. Sometimes it's not enough of a run to get him in, but they go on a run. There's no doubt. I have 39% chance. Tony has 56% chance. Chris has 26% chance. Well, because still a chance. I'm in the East. <laughs> it's still I'm a in chance. The, it is still a chance. The only player, uh, John Serio, is out, and so is our guy Ron Davis. They are 0% I just, chance. Yeah, if I, I, win and I'm in. I control my destiny <sighs> at this point. Yeah, well, you're not going to win, so you better you better you better spend that some time a, figuring that out this playoff. That is a playoff. change of Chris Ello. I've you never better, heard him talk like this. You before. better you better start well, figuring out all, you better start figuring out all the tiebreakers because I, I you know I'm, what I'm gonna do that. Just I'm now. planning on beating you so that we all finish seven and seven, and then we'll just take our chances from there. I can't believe it's already week fourteen. That's insane. Oh, I know it's gone by really fast. All right, there's our fantasy football update. We'll take a break. Come back. More Gwen and Chris on the way, and I think Scraby's put together a a special version of the Big Five today, so we'll see what he's got in store next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry, and you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's 441. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris broadcasting live from baseball's Winter meetings right here at the uh, Manchester Grand Hyatt Gas Lamp, San Diego, California. It's been a busy program. Hope you've enjoyed it uh, as much as we have. We, we've had a good time today for sure, visiting with A.J. Preller and Bruce Bochy and many, many others, including Alden Gonzalez of ESPN, John Morosi, MLB Network. We had our interview with the Hall of Famer, Fred McGriff. We had Eric Young, Jr., Hope I'm not leaving anybody out. If you missed any interview, I'd like to go back and listen. You can always uh, do so. Go to our website at 973thefansd.com or download the Odyssey app. Odyssey. 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 A-U-D-A-C-Y. Well, it's a different word than Odyssey. Odyssey. Odyssey or Odyssey. 
Depends on how you want to frame it. Uh, coming up, Scraby's got, I don't know what he's got. I don't know either. He's supposed to have a big five. Uh, that's part of his job, but he turned to us about a half an hour ago. This and is said, not I don't a really true have story. a big five today. <laughs> and what, like, what if you and I just went into him, Tony, and said, you know, we have nothing today, Scraby. He, he, we, he, I, I know I, you I, have a show lined can, up for us, but Tony and I brought nothing. I can tell you that depending on the day he was having, he would be either pissed off yes. that we were not prepared or he would roll with it. And, and you know, it's a coin flip with, with Scraby depending no on the day. There's no way of telling us. He, when he got here today, he was he you could we watched him come up the elevator. He was uh, he was a little he, flustered. He was flustered. He was running behind for Scraby standards. Yeah. Uh, I was not it, flustered. Oh, you definitely were flustered. And then he didn't have his pass out. We already told you oh. it was Fort Knox. He had to By like, the way, he, he, he they was wouldn't like, let him in. Yeah, <laughs> you could just you could just see it on his face, the irritation. Oh, he that was, was so going. irritated with the security guard. <laughs> I was not the same security guard that he then loved later on in the no, afternoon. No, I was not irritated when the security guard didn't let AJ Preller through. <laughs> I was not irritated. But by the way, yes, you were. You were, you were flustered irritated. and irritated. It was, I started I saw to it. take video with my phone, and I couldn't get it out fast. You enough. know why? Because I couldn't find my pass, and then I started panicking, like because I already made the walk from the premiere lot over here, and then I That's realized I forgot my too, computer the in the car, so I had to go back to the car. That was the fluster it. we saw coming that up the That was the, the frustrated, sweaty Scraby <laughs> who's, like, wanting to get this over with. But, by the way, it was Fort Knox earlier. I almost had to go to blows to get Bruce Bochy on the show because the, the security guard That's would right. not let Same him in That's right. Same security guard with Bruce Bochy. There's <laughs> nobody here anymore. <laughs> it's just a free-for-all. So, I can tell you, like, now – Pretty much all of the like teams and the representatives of the teams are gone now. Yeah. So there's less there's less so care no about, cares who, about us. who's who's walking around. <laughs> no one cares about us. <laughs> anyway. No need to protect us. That's for sure. All right, uh, Scraby. I don't know what you have prepared here, but hope you got something. You're buddy. gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to run this next segment can't wait because to hear after these. we check traffic, Maddie's gonna play your lead-in music. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Turn all of our mics back on there, Scrape. <laughs> Big Five is brought to you by Penske, Lincoln, and La Mesa. Good looks, elegant sophistication. That's what it's like to drive a Lincoln, and Penske, Lincoln, and La Mesa makes it uncomplicated and easy. Penske, Lincoln, 8850 Grossmont Boulevard. All right, Maddie, let's get right into it and see what I got. Number five. We're actually going to start with some of the news that we reported on earlier today, and that would be Cody Bellinger signing with the Cubs for one year and $17.5 million. I was telling you guys, I think it would be awesome to sign for one year and $17.5 million. I would never work a day in my life again. You but got uh, one thing in common with Cody Bellinger. We're not Uh-oh. very good at our jobs. Neither of you can hit 200. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> uh, so Cody Bellinger going there for a prove-it deal. Uh, he's no longer going to be a Dodger. But, Chris, you're up first. Do you think Cody Bellinger turns it around, or have we seen the best? I, I We've probably seen the best, but I, I, I still got to believe that he can turn it around somewhat. It's just hard to imagine that you could go from an MVP level to under 200. 
you know like it, it seems to me Wrigley Field where the fans are really gracious if you play for the Cubs <laughs> they love you maybe he'll have an opportunity to relax and uh you know kind of get a little bit of his swing back I mean Bellinger just seems like he still should be capable of 25 home runs and a 250 batting average which I think would be acceptable to the Cubs I think it does say a whole lot that $17.5 million is looked upon as a paltry contract. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's the way it is in Major League Baseball these days. So it's time for a change of scenery. So mm-hmm. I think uh, this will be beneficial to Bellinger. Tony, what do you think? Do we think we've seen the best of Cody Bellinger? Yes. Uh, in terms of him getting back to uh, the MVP level, yeah. But I think, as Chris said, he can turn it around. I, I think that was his best bullet that he gave us the the year he won MVP um, but that being said I still think he he has potential to still be a very good player it's he's just got to clean up the mechanics that he has in terms of hitting he does everything else well above, still a very like good fielder he does man. everything at that same MVP level except for hitting now um, the year he had the year he won MVP was ridiculous I, I don't think he can get to that level as I said but I do think uh, he is a, 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 in this case, low risk, high reward type of guy for the the uh, the Chicago Cubs. So I, I, I want to see Cody do well. I really do. I, I, I don't trust me. Having struggled um, at that level, there is nothing worse. It's not fun. There's, I'm there's sure. nothing worse than showing up to work, knowing or feeling like you can't give put your best foot forward and. Um, there's a lot of doubt that happens when you're going through something like Cody's going through. So, you know, I don't wish that on anybody. It, it is it is taxing mentally, taxing physically, and, and it takes a toll. So I, I hope he's able to kind of turn things around, especially now that he's out of the division. All right, let's move on. Number four. Now, Chris, you are going to absolutely love this next article that I'm going to bring up. The title of the article, for, predicting all the scores of the 43 bowl games <laughs> for ESPN. What so, a waste of time that is. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Now, December 24th, the Aztecs are taking on Middle Tennessee State, the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders at the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. The prediction of this game would be San Diego State 27, Middle Tennessee 23. So they win by four points here. Yeah. Interesting. Um, they can save the trip. Then. They can save the trip. It's already been decided. Tony, yeah. do you yes. think, uh, uh, would you expect an Aztecs win in this bowl game? Yes, I do. Why wouldn't I? I want the Aztecs to win. Uh, they could maybe, uh, for a season that hasn't gone the way I think many expected, you could finish on a high note with a bowl win. It's it, no matter. Listen, no matter what your record is, if you have an opportunity to go to a bowl game, it's always better to to end the season with a win in that bowl game. Because we've seen that propel clubs the next year and get them on the right track, and, and they you know can have a parlay that into a, a good season the following year. So yes, I want them to win. Yes, I think they'll win. I think it'll be good for the program. Chris? I remember a couple of years ago they went to the Frisco Bowl and lost to Ohio. I think it was twenty-seven to nothing, mm. and that ended a kind of a mediocre seven and six type season. I think a loss to Middle Tennessee would be much the same, and I, I don't feel like it ended up my season mediocre. So uh, yeah, I think there's a lot at stake. The players love these games. You know, the fans may not get up for it as much as you, you know everybody out there might want, but 
This means a lot to these kids and a lot to the players and the coaches who prepared all year long. So, uh, yeah, I hope they come out on top. Uh, whether ESPN predicts them to win or not doesn't mean a hill of beans, but I think it'll be a good game. I mean, this Middle Tennessee team beat Miami this year, something I know you're going to re- keep reminding Jesse of all <laughs> offseason long. <Yeah. laughs> I remember when they did it, he was not a happy camper. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Maddie. Number three. Now, Andrew Luck, remember him? He was a quarterback in the NFL. He was very good. He played for the Colts. And then right before the season started in 2017, I believe, he just randomly retired. That's what happened. It was very surprising. Well, ESPN has put out a new article about why he did that. And apparently, Andrew Luck uh, was not a fan of all the, not the criticism, the attention that the quarterback position gets. And especially because he signed the biggest contract in quarterback history at the time. So he wasn't a big fan of that. He also wasn't a big fan of playing, or he wasn't wasn't a big fan of uh, having to play through injury because, he, in his mind, he never, ever, 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 ever wanted to concede into injury. But so he continued to play through it, put his body at risk. But then he ended up retiring. My question to you guys and Chris, you up first. Are you surprised we don't see more athletes retire at their prime? Well, with the money they make, I am a little surprised. But I think we're starting to see some here maybe once in a while. Uh, I think we had a uh, we had a couple of off- – there was an offensive lineman in the Tampa Bay game they talked about last night when they made the Pro oh, Bowl yeah. last year yep. and just retired suddenly. So uh, I, I think you're going to see more of it. I mean, you make, you know, 17 20 25 $30 million. You make that once. You know, maybe you do lose a little of the motivation to keep playing. Not everybody, but some guys. I think you're, Andrew Luck was just uncomfortable with the spotlight. Yeah. You know, I mean, did you tell? Right. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it, what he but, said too. Yeah, but he it's just not. Didn't like it. It, it, you know, it comes as a surprise to all of us because all of us want to be in the spotlight. But there's proof that not everybody necessarily wants to. Tony, are you surprised that more athletes don't retire in their prime? Athletes? Athletes. We're talking about... Not specifically football, but athletes. athletes. Uh, No, because I've, having been in those locker rooms, most, almost, I'd say a high percentage, 95, maybe even higher than that, percentage of the people who play love to play because they love the game first. Don't get me wrong. The money is very nice, and it's enticing in, in everybody's case. But... You're ultimately playing because you love the game first. And let me tell you, the work that you have to put in, specifically in baseball where there's so much failure involved in it, you have to love it in order, love it enough to even get to the point of making the type of money that, that they're making. Um, in football, it's a little bit different. I think those guys get, I think it's obvious that it's a dangerous sport. Your expectancy in terms of length of career is shorter and so because of that um, I think you're seeing more football players wise to the fact that the after part of playing if they play long enough may not be as fulfilling as maybe it should be and and now you're weighing uh, really the the your health long term versus right now I think that's why you've seen it in football but the rest of the sports I, I truly believe that all, almost all of them play because they love the sport first. Now, does money cloud that at times? Absolutely. But I think most of, mostly everybody plays because they love it. Right, I recommend going to read that because it's pretty interesting about how all of his thoughts during that time when he decided to retire. So, All right. 
Number two. Uh, now, Aaron Judge, we had reported earlier that there was a deal in place and then there was not a deal in place. And we are still we are still right now not having a deal in place for Aaron Judge and the San no Francisco deal. Giants. But there are rumors that there's a $360 million uh, payday on the table for Aaron Judge. If Aaron Judge does not return to the Yankees, do the Yankees make the playoffs, Tony? Yes. Okay, Chris? No chance. No chance. Thank you. No. Here came and went the judge. They'd be in big trouble. <laughs> All right. That is our big four. Big today. four today. Yeah, just a big four today, you know. Ran out of time. We ran out of time. So. All right. We'll take a break. Happy hour's coming up. We have Jake Peavy at 520. Really? Yes. More. Padres pitcher. More yes. exciting stuff to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't go away. Win and Chris. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 